my god, Gabe, did you see these? These look incredible. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a special bonus episode of the Pinch and Zoom podcast, the show where we zoom in to latest technology, trends, and news. Uh, this is a bonus episode because Canon just announced two incredible Canon cameras. Gabe, what did we see from them today? I'm frankly speechless right now, Stetson. One, because you've changed up the intro and... I think I like it. Maybe it's a little, it's a little real. It's a little off the cuff. It feels like we're doing this, you know, as if we haven't prepared. And I think that's probably because we haven't, because this came on a day we knew it was going to come July 9th, came very early in the morning, 8 a.m. Eastern time, not no Pacific transferred over and calculated three hours later, 8 a.m. Eastern. Boom. Right there. EOS R5, EOS R6, two new cameras. Four new lenses, I think we got. Yeah, this was a huge announcement. Just great, great way to start the day. I mean, this is, I'm speechless too. It's its mind-numbing what just happened, trying to ingest all of this great information. I was at a dentist appointment. My, my, my heart rate has been over 200. I think we should just dive right into it. For the past for the past month, honestly, <laughs> I have to see a doctor about it. This is something completely different. Just thinking of the A7S three. But I think we'll get to that in another bonus episode. First, Gabe, what were the two cameras we saw today from Canon? And I mean, yeah, I mean, how do you want to start with this? It's just there's so much goodness. Okay, so for people who aren't really caught up and aren't, you know, like us and just obsessing over every bit of news and who have known about this for a while, the two cameras we saw from Canon are the EOS R5 and the EOS R6. Now, what's key about those is those are both mirrorless cameras. And while the EOS R5 is their flagship one, the EOS R6 is actually a mid-range one. So these are both, rather than just releasing like two flagships or two mid-range ones, these are one high end of the spectrum and one kind of mid-range, which is more like the A7 III, really. So I think let's start with the flagship one, right? Yeah, let's dive right into that. Because that's, that's the one that I feel like everyone's probably going to be talking about. And drooling over. The, yeah, the EOS R5 starts at $3,899, so like right under uh, the right, S1H Right from under 4000 And if you pair it with the 24 to 105 millimeter f4 lens, you're looking at $4,999. Yeah, okay, just call it $5,000. It's a five really. grand. That's expensive, Gabe. That's expensive. But does this camera live up to that price tag? That's expensive, but it is, I'm pretty sure, using... Uh, well, actually, no, sorry. The R6 is using the same sensor as the... Uh, what is it? The is it? 1D Mark III, that is. Okay. The I think the R5, I'm pretty sure it's a brand new full-frame sensor. I'm not positive. But why they put a 45-megapixel sensor at the heart of this camera is so that it can do 8K raw video. And this is uncropped 8K raw video. Yeah, now let me explain why let me explain why that is though. That well it had to be uncropped. Basically what they're doing is because they put a sensor that's exactly the same size as 8K DCI uh, video, they are able to essentially just sample 30 frames a second or 24 frames a second as if you're taking still photos, right? Exactly. Yeah. So then it's just you know, also record audio, and then boom, you have your video captured at 8K raw. I would like to see this video try to be edited on any laptop <laughs> or something. I was almost thinking of getting this camera, you know, and I still might. I'm most likely going to wait until Sony, you know, does their announcement and follow up at the end of this month. 
But really the big question for me is 8K video, you know, is that really even editable on your average MacBook Pro? I mean, my question or, is, you know, can laptop? you even store it anywhere? These file sizes for, True, those files. for 12-bit RAW, you're looking at two gigabits per second. Excuse me, two and a half gigabits wow. per second. 2,600 megabits per second. That's insane. You're recording for, I know my A-roll can take me anywhere from... 30 minutes to maybe 45 minutes, depending on how much I'm stuttering or messing things up. And that file size is huge. So not only are you going to need extra storage on your computer for your workflow, but you're going to need enormous CFAS cards in order to store all of this video goodness. Yeah, I just I just looked up uh, SanDisk 512 gigabit Extreme Pro CF Express card is $599. So tack on an extra $600. And the key thing is you can only record that 8K video and I think maybe the 4K 120 FPS video if you have that CFast Express card. In That's there. correct, Gabe. So you do need the CFast card for the highest quality video recording modes. You can record to the SD card at 8K, but it will be at 30 frames per second and I, there might be... Are you sure I'm, you I'm can? I'm not sure. It might, I, be, I'm not sh it might just be 4K. I, I think you can only record 4K because the key is the 8K is raw, uh, and you know that is that the file size is huge. There's no way that an SD card can take that, and so I'm pretty sure it can only be CF. Uh, and that's one of the key differences actually between the R6 and the R5. So the R5 is, as we mentioned, $3,899. The R6 I think is what is it, $2,600? So the R6 is starting at 2,500. So 2,499. Okay. Okay, that's so $100 cheaper than I was thinking. And so this one also does have dual slots, but they're both SD cards. So that's one one way they're differentiating between their really flagship camera and their more mid-range kind of competitor with the A7 III. So going back to the R5, though, yeah, the 8K video is the big standout. 4K 120 FPS, honestly, I think is the thing that's more useful. That's huge. Right? And all video recording modes will work with Canon's new dual pixel AF two autofocus system which is incredible and and the stabilization too. and ibis i love to see that ibis, yeah. the one downside i did notice is that 4k at 120 doesn't record audio and another weird caveat is 120 frames per second is only available at 4k you can't do 120 at 1080p or any lower resolution yeah, I, I wonder about this. They might eventually make it available via a firmware update. I would hope so. I know I know this was like the initial reviews and hands-on that people were getting with the sample units and the non-production units. So maybe we'll eventually see it. The, also, there might be a chance we don't, though, because to do 120 FPS at 1080p, they're going to either have to downsample so much, which means taking a ton of information and then converting it down to only 1080 by 1920 pixels, or they're going to have to crop in a ton. And I'm not sure if people would like either of those things, potentially. That's a great point, but they must be downsampling for 4K, right? So True, true, but it's they have to downsample down less, I'm thinking. I'm not really sure. We'll have to wait and see but, on that. Yeah, so let's, another big thing about these cameras that makes me want to switch, potentially, from a Sony camera is that tiltable, rotatable, fold-out, Canon-style LCD touchscreen. And not only just touchscreen for autofocus points, 
but touchscreen on the menus and yeah like, can we just take interface. a moment to highlight that like what is sony doing right now canon delivering incredible cameras where you can just it's like your iphone you just tap the settings you want oh i want to change the resolution tap tap boom change the exposure tap tap boom sony you you tap on the screen and you get the little focus point you're like that's i want to tap a menu or let me go into the complex sony yeah. menu system let me just to oh you can't you can't tap any of those no you so canon leading the way with their flip out screen i hope sony follows suit we'll have to wait and see another great thing is these cameras actually got a nice battery improvement as well it's the new what are they calling it? it's the same battery size it's the same lpe6 i think battery but it's a revised but, version of that it might be the lpe7 yeah. I, no i think it's still the lpe6 because that refers to the battery but it's an updated version that has better capacity it's, and you can actually use it backwards on the old camera for a little bit of a boost it's the lpe6 nh yeah. ah there we go it's a little new uh, something <laughs> i'm not really sure what, they, what that's going to stand for but one thing that is interesting though is uh the initial reviews were saying that the camera doesn't actually have as good battery life as the sony a7 r4 or 3 i think and Part of that could be the, due to the bigger touchscreen on the back and the higher resolution. Yeah, the bigger touchscreen, higher resolution. So there's a couple of things, but it's interesting though too because the Canon camera is actually a bigger camera. So you look at them side by side, you'd think the Sony would sacrifice battery life and stuff for their cameras. Granted, this is their older generation, yet they don't even do 4K 60. So yeah, it's hard to really compare. It'll be better uh, comparison once Sony releases their next generation of cameras with the S3 and I don't know, maybe R5. I, I don't even know what they're going to release. Hopefully, it's something awesome. But yeah, that's, I mean, that's the R, the EOS R5, I think, is. Oh, I know. I just realized something, too. I mean, everything. I, I feel like you're discovering these cameras live on air with us. No, I, I just I just realized that Sony's going to have the A7 R5 and C Canon's going to have the EOS R5. They're going to be head to head. It's going to be awful, though, trying to differentiate them. Talk about those. Talk about the R5. I, I, I'm already. Yeah, it's just the new yeah. R5. No, it's, my head hurts already. <laughs> I hate this. Uh, so, yeah, that was... I mean, the EOS R5 from Canon, though, well, I think is the one that you're... I just want to dive that, into the battery real, real quick. Sorry to jump over here, but okay. something awesome about Canon... Batteries, batteries, I feel like the tiny feature Despite on this thing. slightly lower battery life compared to the A7 III, Canon includes a battery charger in the box. Just let that say... Like, you don't have to charge your battery through the camera you can just charge it on its own makes it super easy to grab extra batteries yeah i just love that all right gabe please that, continue that is very that is very convenient i'll give them that i don't think that's you know really something to sway you from one camera to another when you're considering a four to five thousand dollar camera but hey you know it's the little it's the little accessories nice that make experience. it nice experience that's what they're building exactly so interestingly this camera is like I said, $100 cheaper. The EOS R5 is $100 cheaper than the Panasonic Lumix S1H, which is, of course, the 6K Netflix approved mirrorless camera from Panasonic. And this will be a very interesting comparison seeing these two honestly side by side. More interesting than comparing it to any of Sony's existing cameras because they're really the newest cameras from both these two companies. One does 6K, one does 8K. The Panasonic is a beast and has internal cooling, and the Canon is honestly pretty small for being able to do 8K and doesn't have any fans or cooling stuff. So it'll be interesting to see which one can handle, you know, doing longer video and stuff like that without overheating.
That's a great point. And I think, I mean, Canon is known for their incredible color science, their incredible autofocus. And I previously mentioned the dual pixel AF2. This camera now has full 100% coverage on the sensor with over 1,000 autofocus points. We're looking at 1,053 autofocus points and it can do face detection, eye detection, and detect animals such as dogs and birds to accurately track and follow your desired subject. I think this is gonna be huge, not only for filmmakers, but for photographers as well. And I- Now, one more interesting thing, sorry. One, I feel like everything is, is one more interesting. Th every, everything's interesting, yeah. One more thing moments constantly coming out of here. Uh, the other thing I was going to say is that the Canon EOS R5 Compared to the R6, it does actually have 5 gigahertz and 2.4 gigahertz Wi-Fi, whereas the R6 only has 2.4 gigahertz. So kind of an, I don't know really why that is that big of a deal, you know, to do, put both in. I'm not ever transferring that much footage off or images straight from my camera, but I guess, hey, it's a pro camera, so give it the 5 gigahertz as well. I think, yeah, Canon is just striving to have little things here and there to help differentiate these two cameras because, honestly, they both look great. Gabe, have we covered yeah. everything we need to know about the R5 right now? I mean, should we dive into the that's, R6? That's pretty much it, other than the fact that both of these are going to be shipping uh, at the end of July. They're available for pre-order now. I think I heard end of July ship dates. R5 end of July, R6 in August. Okay, well, I, I I still think that honestly we probably those are optimistic dates, and they're going to be so back ordered that you know if you if you're not ordering on the first day or two you're going to be getting it maybe uh, September next year twenty twenty one yeah yeah they'll be announcing like the, the R seven by the time that you actually the interesting thing is the R one not to talk about rumors but the R one is supposedly going to be their even more pro mirrorless camera Sheesh. but I guess we'll just have to. We'll have to wait and see that. So let's go on to the R6. This is their mid-range, almost like a replacement to the EOS R. Kind I think of, it's a it's say? a nice step up because I think what you're getting is yeah. uncropped 4K. You're getting faster, higher frame rates. I think you're getting a nicer well, experience. Is it a, is it a step up or is it just it's the next generation for that? I, it's a little bit of both, I guess. Like the next generation should be a step up, right? So maybe maybe yeah. this is it. And again, it's only starting yeah. at $2,500, making it very comparable to the a7 III and uh, to some degree almost better with the no crop at 4K 30. And you can now shoot up to 4K 60 frames per second with, interestingly, 120 frames per second at full HD. See, I don't understand how they could... Come on, couldn't you get it to like 180 at least? Push it a little bit? The current... Yeah, because the current... Uh, Sony cameras are able to do 1080p at 120. You know, I would expect that the ne next generation, usually you see, okay, it can do 4K 60, then it can do 1080p at 240, usually is what the step up you get. But even 180, I'd be ha help, you know, that'd be a, that'd be a happy uh, thing to see for me. I agree with that. I mean, right. still, this is looking really great. It's recording an H.265 422 10-bit, so great colors, yeah. great spectrum. I wish my iMac had, I think it's the Apple T2 chip that handles the H.265 encoding and decoding. So I'm feeling bummed about that. My computer could be taking some heat with this new camera. The no R6 has a slightly lower resolution EVF, but as a result of that, has slightly improved battery life. 
and it also has a yeah, and, well, and also slightly res- lower resolution, thirty-five megapixel sensor too. Uh, but it is. I'm seeing it 20, is the same, twenty megapixel full frame sensor. Twenty yeah. megapixel. That's what I meant. Sorry, correction. Twenty megapixel, but it is the same sensor and processor, like I said earlier, as the One DX Mark III. It's so. interesting. Canon was able to make such improvements with the same hardware. I don't know. That's that's in, my take. In what way? Well, I mean, the One DX Mark III just came out. Oh wow. Oh, excuse me. Remember, yeah, that's yeah. The, that's the that's the six thousand dollar camera. Oh, so wait a minute. You're no. getting Canon's six thousand dollar sensor and processor yeah. and something under half the price. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Granted, you're not getting the same like frames per second and stuff. Right. Uh, as far as you know, the One DX Mark III is just insane. The specs that that thing puts out, but in a camera that's a lot smaller because it's a mirrorless versus a DSLR, and that's a lot cheaper. Yeah, I honestly think this camera will be far more popular potentially than the R5 and especially could be very popular among vloggers. I completely agree with you, Gabe. Of the two options, I think this is the camera I would go for just for that significantly lower price tag and it meets all of my current video needs going up to 4K60. It has IBIS and yeah, I think it looks great. The other differences I'm noticing is that the mode dial on the top of the R6 is a physical mode dial with different options and you click it and turn it. On the R5, you have a digital display that displays all your settings and you have to press a button and then cycle through your modes that way. See, and I almost like that physical mode dial I think so too, it's a little bit easier. You can just boom, this is what I have. On the other hand, it's probably nice to see your settings up there at the top too, like quick glance over. True, true, but I really like the ability to, if the camera's off, you can have it set to the right mode and know it's set to the right mode and then flick it on and be ready to go yeah. in a moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. But yeah, I personally am not going to. I, dude, I really you're, was really close to. You're teetering on this because you know if you don't jump, they're going to be gone. It. I know. I'm so close to getting it. But the thing that's really holding me back is I'm a Sony user right now. I have a decent amount of Sony glass. Four four lenses, not that much. You know, lenses hold value. And I really, we know that Sony's coming out with something. And hopefully the a7 III at the end of this month or August. My so my question for you. For how, for how long I've waited, basically, is my point. It doesn't make sense to pull the trigger early. And there's a lot of people in my shoes I know out there right now. And you do. I mean, the a7 III was one of the best cameras of the pre... pre. I'll say air quotes, the, previous yeah, gen. A, a7 III, the a7S II, honestly, was just game-changing. Sony really pushed so. the boundaries with those cameras and the specs they delivered. Still, I mean, I think Canon's got a really good shot here. What, as a Sony user right now, what would sway you, Sony or Canon? What would Sony have to do to... to to make you stick with them or what would draw you to Canon? So the big thing I would want to see from Sony, I it is, you know, I'm more and more wishing I had a Canon for that flip around display. Oh man, it's so nice. Right. I've as I've started doing some vlogging just for fun, I've, you know, had several times where I've not been in the shot because you I just get see. that nice like chin shot or it's just your forehead yeah. and up. Yeah, so I've started to realize the value of that flip around display. But I can live without it. There is that little mirror $19 accessory you've put on your hot shoe and it reflects it back over. But then you can't put a, uh, you know, a mic on the top. So there are downsides there. But either way, I, you know, Sony, I would like to see a touchscreen, a full touchscreen, not just a fake touchscreen. I would like to see at least 6K video, 422, 10-bit, of course. 
you know, I don't honestly think 8K video is that big of a deal. I know it's great and everything, but how many times are you really going to use it? Well, here's an interesting point. For photographers, okay. if you're shooting 8K video, yeah, you can get frames. All of a sudden, you're looking at basically 30, 30 frames per second. 35. No, it's it, it, and it's 35 megapixels. That's what the 35 megapixel number stuck in my head. Yeah, boom, from. it's coming out. So it's 35 megapixel still frames from these video clips. I mean, that could potentially is, have so much utility. It is DCI aspect ratio, so that means it's like a little thinner and wider, or not wider, just thinner than typical 16:9 aspect ratio, right? So it's it's 3,840 pixels across, I think, but it's not 2160 tall. Interesting. I think it's it's less or something like that. Not quite sure, but yeah. So that's the interesting thing about Canon's 8K. Would you? You're still a Sony. Shooter. Here's the thing, though. I you ver were very close to going to Panasonic, and then you didn't like their autofocus. Oh my gosh! Here's are is and you've and you've long you've long pined over Canon's flip around display. So is this it for you? Are I you, goodbye. Gabe, I might be doing this. I was just thinking about it, and the net cost of switching right now is probably going to be under a thousand or maybe a thousand dollars. And the the yep. biggest gripes I have with my current Sony camera is there is. Uh, no full, there's no 30 frames per second full frame. Like it crops in. I hate that. The other thing is there's no eye detection autofocus when you're doing a 4K output. And I need to have the 4K output to my small HD monitor to see myself while recording. The other big thing. Unless you have a flip around screen. Unless you have a flip around screen, which Canon has. I love the touch screen. I love Canon's colors. I've actually tried implementing settings on my sony camera to mimic canon colors everything this camera Dude, is offering just just go with the canon camera once i heard that thing about you implementing canon colors on your that's sony when you know camera, i that's I a tongue twister for I one i started out as canon and i love the experience i love the software to me so okay canon, are you going r6 or r5 i think i've got to go r5 i mean excuse me yeah. excuse me I, you got to get the ache no, you gotta go. Dude, 8K. I Come don't. On. I film cell phones on a desk. I mean, I need to go R6 because there's no way I need the R5 right now. And really, what I want to do is just build up my glass. If I'm at a point I'm ready to switch, then I can make that transition. But yeah, I think R6 is the way for me. Okay, and what lenses are you gonna get? Because we did see some new lenses from. I Canon. meant to ask Hold you on, about this. Back. What lenses do we see? Do you have those pulled up? Can you give me a rundown? Yeah, give me just two All right. seconds to well, I would for me. Originally, get basically the same okay, setup. Okay, here we go. I have got okay, lenses. I'll just let you go. All right, so the new lenses we saw, we saw an RF eighty-five millimeter macro lens. That's an f two, right? An RF key thing for people. RF is the new mirrorless uh, lens mount that Canon has implemented in their mirrorless cameras, as compared as compared to the ES and EF mounts of their DSLR. They're typically cameras. much so, yeah. larger lenses too. They're larger, but it has a smaller flange, which is like how much goes into the camera, right? Interesting. So that's that's the downside. But yeah, so we saw an 85 millimeter f2 macro. Oh, I should probably get the prices from these, right? Would it be would helpful. be helpful. Hold on, going over to B and H now. Uh, can you can tell we prepared a lot for this? Okay, here's the lenses. So we have the 85 millimeter one. It's going to be going for 5.99. So that's very affordable. That's very reasonable. Yep. And then we got two really crazy lenses, right? Okay, so we saw the 600 millimeter f11 Whoa. lens. <laughs> that's that's 
insane but the, the okay so the key thing is there's a 600 millimeter and 800 millimeter both f11 oh my god you might, be like, you might be like isn't that crazy right yeah however the key thing is if if you've worked with any telephoto lenses you'll know that when you're zooming in that much that you know the sh- your, your depth of field is already going to be so insanely shallow looking because of the compression of having that narrow of a lens so f11 isn't that bad granted you'll need some bright situations this you know wouldn't be suited for low light well because they because they're going f11 though they're able to get the prices down to 699 for the 600 millimeter and 899 for that 800 millimeter like the one that's that's insane that they can get an 800 millimeter lens for under a thousand dollars from canon and it's rf glass like it should be really nice and it's rf glass and because it's f11 it's also not going to be as big and heavy this is so interesting. So these are primes. Yeah, they're prime. So yeah, they released three prime lenses with this camera. It was the the 85, the 800, the 600 millimeter. Then they released uh, a zoom lens. Oh of my gosh. To 500 lens. That's $2,700. So yeah, this is the one where that's they... That's more than the body of the R6. Exactly, right? And the thing that's interesting here is it's not even a fixed aperture. It's a 4.5 to 7.1 aperture lens which i'm not going to pay above you know 2500 for a lens that's not fixed aperture personally. well your video i think for photo that's totally fine even for photo like i want to be able to you know the full length of the glass have the same low aperture if i want to oh my god i'm starting to drool over but i guess i guess yeah compared to what you might have to pay for a lens like this that's pretty impressive too it's really nice so yeah and then of course they're shipping that uh, 105 to 24, or sorry, 24 to 105 f4 lens. That's not new, right? Camera. That's just they've had that. Yeah, they've had that. Uh, I think they released it earlier this spring or maybe last year. So, and it's a pretty popular lens. And they also will be shipping uh, with the R6, a cheaper one. I think it's the f4 to f points, uh, f7.1, 24 to 105. And that will get the price down for the R6 to, hold on, go back. So many tabs open. Down to, what is that? Uh, $2,899. That's such a great entry price. However, the, the, the key thing, okay, this is something really funny to see people talking about online. Sorry to keep interrupting you. Uh, but it's that you actually uh, spend $1 more by bundling the lenses in with the cameras because, right, the lenses are usually whatever $899 and then the camera body would be $4,099 right and when you bundle them together it's still $99 rather than $98 oh interesting so if you're really a stickler after spending thousands of dollars buy them separately technically hey I'm just thrilled to get my tax savings with my paybu credit card but wow I'm also here in New Hampshire Gabe can I ship this to you are we moving by the way we should go to Oregon <laughs> Oregon is tax-free as well, so shout out to all the tax-free states and the people living there. I would honestly start selling a service to, for expensive items, have people ship it to your property, and then you ship it to them. Though I think, don't they charge you based on where your billing address is too, potentially? I no. think it's shipping address. I okay. may be mistaken well, uh, on that. Yeah, you can definitely, if you can let me do an unboxing of this camera, uh, ship me your r We're already negotiating all. a deal behind the scenes. Yeah. Oh man, these cameras look absolutely incredible though. I'm I'm super excited. This may be my opportunity to jump back to Canon, sell my a7 III. I mean, 
yeah, I, this checks so many boxes for me, and I think for so many people as well. Uh, Gabe, do you have any final are, final are, thoughts? Yeah, are you gonna wait to see what Sony does, or are you already jump ship? I'm not invested enough in the Sony ecosystem right now, and I'm already okay. a fan of Canon, and the touch screen improves my workflow so much that I'm just ready for it, and this is delivering everything I want. So. What about waiting for Panasonic or Nikon even? I'm I don't trust their autofocus systems. I, I really think Well, you've never used Nikons, okay. So let's I not. really think the ergonomics, the design, the user interface, the colors, this is it. For me personally, this is it. And I'm so excited. The only thing I would do is possibly wait, because the truth is I don't need it. My current camera work it works. Um, but yeah, yep, I mean that's true. I'm excited and and maybe even getting the R5 and splurging on that, in my mind, that would be just the one camera. And I feel like I would be fine for like 10 years with that. The, th the thing I would advise most people here, uh, if you want to get the R6, go ahead and get it right away. I think that camera is far more tested. You know, they're using a sensor and a processing setup that they've used in other cameras. It's just a slightly different size. They're not really pushing boundaries with, you know, their specs. However, with the R5, I would really wait a little bit a, to see what Sony's going to do if you're a Sony user or you're kind of on the fence of which way to go. And B, because we could see some, you know, nasty overheating issues or, I don't know, all, whole sorts of issues could come out. I kind of agree with that. Grand, I think 8K... Granted, with how, long they've, with how long they've spent developing this camera, though, you better hope not. I think 8K is a little bit untested. We've seen, in my opinion, weaker performance from 8K smartphones and 8K drones. This is a proper camera, so hopefully it lives up to the hype. But oh man, today was a great day for Canon, a great day for camera enthusiasts, and I think a great day for YouTubers and tech enthusiasts as well. I think yep. that's going to be it for this episode of the podcast. Yeah. I Thank you people for tuning in to this bonus episode. Let us know on our social media if you want to see one for when Sony releases. I mean, we're going to do one anyways, I can guarantee. It'll probably be like a six hour long thing of just me going yes yes or no 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 so gave either kind of living or dying by what, what sony yeah. releases <laughs> thank you all so much for listening to this special episode of the podcast you can follow us on twitter at pinch to zoom pod instagram at pinch to zoom podcast if you enjoyed this show please share it with one of your friends and leave us a rating on apple Podcasts. it really helps us out and helps support the show and that's going to be it we look forward to talking to you in the next episode i'm stetson Please, Sony, please, would you release the A7S3? I'm Gabe. And that's going to be it. Catch you guys later. Do you hear about the lighting modes? No, what? So this camera, it's like portrait mode for iPhone where you have the portrait lightings, but Canon built that into the R5. Mm. I, I kind of like that. I, admit, I don't, I don't, I don't think any editing should be done on camera. That's my take. Exactly. It's cool, but exactly. just like tell adobe about it and have adobe build that into lightroom or something yeah canon stay in your lane yeah canon easy there canon do not even think about touching my image in any way oh, right man. i'm excited should i just pre-order this right now